You are now listening to the Moon Child. Saturday, 12 o'clock, midday. It's also sunny. I actually just got in when I was making my way over here. As you guys know, um, I record in the Sac State parking lot for now until I move into my new place. And I was coming over here, and there was like these two turkeys just fucking covering the road gobbling kind of running the road people had to like honk them to get out the way this one turkey like even tried to chase a car like it was wild they already know my my hatred for turkeys just they're pointless and and they're ugly it was one of those blue face ones too yeah that was that was that was pretty funny because luckily they weren't getting my car i would have popped a blood vessel if they were getting in front of my car like that luckily i was on the other side so it was kind of funny but man these turkeys are wild and man Thanksgiving is in is in November, so they got some time. But I'm gonna go crazy on them when that when that time comes. <laughs> um, but I had a bad night last night. Um, it was a busy day at work, but the Kings lost to the Lakers. I was getting messages. Kyle Kuzma had 30 points. Darren Fox was like five for 20. He had an off night. It was just a bad. It was a bad way to end the night last night. And I was, my homie challenged me in Madden and I caught L's, just throwing hella picks. It was just not a good night. But we got to move past it. We're on a new day. I'm actually not going to talk about the Kings too much today. I'm going to talk about, I actually want to talk about the evolution of women's basketball. And I also want to give my title favorites. But to bring it back to the Kings for a brief moment, we're on a two game losing streak right now after winning five in a row. I'm not overreacting. Um, those were just two bad nights, especially shooting-wise. Um, De'Aaron Fox has been really off these past two nights. But, I mean, I can't be mad at him because he did just have a hot week where he was giving us 34 easily. So, the most important thing is to see how we bounce back. It's a back-to-back tonight versus the Bucks. They're still in Sacramento. Let's see how they bounce back. Like I said, I like to see good basketball over everything. Um, and they're still in it. You know, we did, We had a bad night last night, but, I mean, look, the Warriors had even a worse night. They were down 60 to the Raptors, so, and they're sharing that 10th spot that we want, so we are definitely still in this. I think we're looking more motivated than the Warriors. I mean, Draymond Green came out and said he's not feeling motivated, which is so bizarre to me to see, like, you know, from growing up in the Bay Area and just being a freeway exit away from Oracle, and seeing the type of culture that the Warriors have built these past 10 years is just mind-blowing. Like, you know, um, if it was when, you know, when Steph Curry first got drafted, they will be really excited. And, you know, they'll be in the same position as the Kings, really just trying to compete for the play-in. But now that they won these championships, and they know what it takes to win a championship, um, they're just on the, they just have a higher mindset. And they know that this year is not going to be their year. And they just, you know, Draymond looks completely checked out on some nights. So... Um, I can't wait to see what they do when Clay gets back, but I think that spot is going to deserve us over the, you know, is going to be for us instead of the Warriors. Because, I mean, you know, they may not like the play-in spot. I'll take it. I'll take any type of playoff um, competitive game experience for this young team any day of the week. I'm all for it. And if we have a chance to get that 8th or 7th seed, I'm all for it. That would be a very good thing to, you know, build from a winning culture. Look how look how the Suns built from it. The, those play-in games 
um, those last eight games, they went 8-0, and they showcased themselves, played competitive basketball. Though they didn't make the playoffs, they showcased, showcased themselves enough to get a guy like Chris Paul to want to come. And we have a young player as well in De'Aaron Fox where we can get a guy that wants to come over and play with him. So I think it's going to work out. It's going to work out if we um, show winning basketball. I think so. I think if we're showing and proving that we can play winning basketball, um, it'll be better for us and the basketball gods will reward us. Otherwise, I want to get into the women's game. So I've been watching some uh, college women's basketball it's been very fun to watch it's been very exciting it's been very competitive and you know since we have lack of fans you know make all the jokes you want um when because because i guess you you know i guess not as many fans come to see women's ha 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 nobody watches the girls blah 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 nobody cares whatever but when you see the teams um one thing that they always do because of lack of fans you see both teams really bring energy from their bench to each other. Like, every, each team, every, each women's college basketball team, even in WNBA, they bring their own energy. You can just feel the energy and the passion from the bench. And it's not no, like, there hasn't been really no blowouts. Like, these teams are just going neck and neck, like, basket, 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 basket. And I always say this about the women's game. Just because they're not athletic or not doesn't mean that they're not playing basketball the right way. They rely on fundamentals. They don't obviously don't have the same genetics and athleticism that NBA players or D1 college basketball athletes have. I don't have those genetics either. I don't have that same ability. I always relied on my fundamentals. So that's why I always, you know, as a, you know, a student of the game, always respected the women's game. Now, if you're a casual fan and you just like the excitement, then that's what you prefer. But I don't really believe in just dis, you know, disgrading or just, you know, disrespecting women's basketball of all i'm not really with that you know people got their other opinions on that but i'm fan you know talk about you know there's a there's an evolution that's going on um i think it's just within time because people got to understand that WNBA was created in 1996 so um with that being said you're gonna have more girls over time being inspired and really putting in work and putting their whole life and dedicating their whole life to basketball, you're gonna start seeing that more. But back to college basketball, you know, you had some really good games. You had that elite match, elite eight matchup, UConn versus Baylor. Now down the stretch, it was just such a fun game to watch. Feeling the energy from each team, um, the passion that they were playing with, they were going neck and neck, bucket and bucket, the ball movement, the teamwork. I was really loving it. I, I was really loving watching the game. Um, you know, Baylor obviously didn't get the win off of a questionable call. But I think that was a very good showcase, you know. There's probably going to be some young women over there that want to, you know, want to be able to play at that level. You know, there might be a future generational talent superstar that might really change the game for women's basketball. And we're already getting one with Paige Beckers, who I'm going to get into in a moment. But then even just last night in the Final Four, you had South Carolina versus Stanford. Hell of a game. It came down to the wire. Um, and Stanford ended up pulling out the win versus South Carolina. Arizona, they upsetted UConn. They took down Paige Beckers, the player of the year, with um, with um, Ari McDonald playing some of the best defense I've ever seen. Um, Arizona was just playing tenacious, hard defense. And like I said, I love seeing good basketball. I like seeing team 
playing inspiring and good basketball. And that's what Arizona was doing. They were playing with a chip on their shoulder. They were playing like they wanted to win. They just they looked locked in. It was it was fun to see. So Arizona ended up getting the upset versus UConn. And now we get an Arizona versus Stanford final, which is probably not what we expected. Maybe Stanford goes to the final, but Arizona's a three seed going to the final. And they proved that they're better than um, UConn. You know, they proved that they're better than South Carolina. They proved they're better than every team that they played so far. And what's interesting is Stanford is two, because they're both in the Pac-12, Stanford is 2-0 versus Arizona this year. Now, who has the better team? Stanford does. You know, probably who has the better players? Stanford does. You know, probably statistically, by the numbers, all of that. I think Stanford is the better team. But... You know, it's something that numbers and stats can't tell you, and I, that's a team with a chip on his shoulder. Uh, the way that Arizona played versus UConn and this Ari McDonald girl, the way that she plays defense, and how she can take away somebody's best player, um, it's going to be hard to beat a team three times in a row. And the type of passion and tenacious, def you know, tenaciousness, if that's a word, um, but the aggressiveness that this Arizona team is playing, I think. Arizona might pull off this upset um, because it's hard to beat a team three times and it's like the Buccaneers and the Saints you know the Buccaneers lost to the Saints twice in the regular season and they just played that playoff game like they weren't gonna let them they weren't gonna get their ass kicked again they were gonna do everything they can to make sure they didn't lose and I think Arizona might come with that same mentality pull off the upset and win the natty win the national title uh, but that's a that's a matchup I do look forward to. I believe I'm working during it. Um, I would actually probably go rewatch it um, another time, like when I get off, because it's a, it it's an intriguing matchup. It's an intriguing story. This whole tournament has been intriguing. Um, that's how good this it, it's been, and it's like multiple competitive teams. Like for college, men's college basketball right now, I mean the the true favorites is obviously Gonzaga and Baylor. Um, but I actually have Houston upset in Baylor. I told you I had Houston and Gonzaga in the final. We'll see how that goes. And we'll see if UCLA can pull up the upset on, on Gonzaga. But, you know, um, that's the that's the beauty of the tournament. These one-game, you know, these um, one-game elimination type games. But uh, the, this, is, is this, this women's college basketball tournament is definitely um, is going to take women's basketball in a step in the right direction and that starts with Paige Beckers now she's the first freshman now she just got eliminated which is even crazier so that's that's showing you the type of parity that's going on in women's college basketball right now um she's the first freshman to win player of the year and she had a great tournament and what's what's different you know with her being the first freshman this is she's the first freshman to ever do it usually with women's basketball, you got to wait your turn a little bit. You got to, you know, freshmen don't just come in dominating like this the way she did. Um, she just has a great feel for the game. She handles the ball differently. She's an advanced passer. And like I said, you don't see freshmen. You haven't, nobody has seen a freshman come out like this before. She's confident. And most importantly, she's marketable. Like I said, we have not seen anything like this before. And she's the first domino to something special. Um, when you got a freshman that comes in like this. And what's crazy is 
she's not eligible for the WNBA until she's 22 years old. So she has to stay four years. That might change because the faster we get, her, the faster she gets to the WNBA and she gets money, that's more money for the WNBA, and that that helps them expand and market her, just like Sabrina Inescu or even um, Asia Wilson. And when you got marketable stars like that, what does this mean? Is that you're creating inspiration. Now, throw it back to the men's game. Something that us as boys, a lot of us boys had, we always had stars to look up to. You know what I'm saying? We always had like the Kobe Bryants, the LeBrons, the Michael Jordans in a case. Um, now for women's, you, had, you know, you had Candace Parker, you had Lisa Leslie, um, even, the, ah, fuck, how do I forget her name? She played for the Houston Comets. She was just cold. I can't believe I forgot her name. But they weren't being marketed the same. But now you got, you know, the WNBA is starting to go up a little bit. This league only, you know, the WNBA was created in 1996. It's still a fairly new league. When you got like a girl like, you know, Paige Beckers or Sabrina, um, somebody that women can look up to and their guards, you know, most, not everybody can be a Lisa Leslie or a, a Candace Parker be based on genetics, but you go, people, you can, you can, any woman can be a Paige Becker, Beckers. She, a regular height, size guard, um, and she can give an inspiration for young women for the future. You know what I'm saying? That's very important. Stars are very important for somebody to look up to and to be inspired by, to kind of model their game after. And at the end of the day, what also we're seeing is girls getting are getting better and better. Now, you got to put things in perspective. Women, um, you know, were obviously told, you know, for their roles to be different things, you know, to obviously be a housewife. Um, cooking clean all that is gender roles you know not all of them is not every girl is like looking to be a basketball player and stuff because they're not able to see it as much we're told that oh we can play sports we should do this you know um but if the WNBA starts getting more stars and starts getting more money you know if they can um you know have something where girls actually want to dedicate their lives and actually become a professional basketball player and feel like they're being rewarded to do so, that could mean a lot of things. And it's gonna start getting more competitive. And the more competitive it gets, the better it gets. That's the better the women gets, the more competitive they are training since young girls. Um, and you're gonna start seeing evolution. You're gonna start seeing, you're probably gonna start seeing more girls. You know, right now you're seeing more and more women, yes, they're doing rim grazers, but you might see a woman windmill one day. You might see a woman do a 360 one day. It's part of evolution and it takes time to do so. Now, what I can compare it to is like, if you throw it back to when the basketball was first invented for the men's game, you wasn't seeing, you know, Jerry West and all of them do all those crazy dunks and stuff until you see like a guy like Dr. J come in, um, you know, obviously, well, like Elgin Baylor and then a Dr. J and then a Michael Jordan. You're constantly seeing evolution. Um, but the most important thing was was the stars that were incorporated. Now, basketball, nobody wants to talk about, but the NBA through the 70s um, was the worst it ever been. They had Kareem, but the thing is he wasn't marketable. It wasn't, the NBA didn't start blowing up the way it did until the Magic Bird rivalry started popping off. And that's what marketed the league to get better, and it 
you know, inspire young boys, young kids all around the world to start, you know, to want to be like them. Now, if you put it into a women's perspective, you say Paige Beckers and Asia Wilson is going at it. That's going to inspire a lot of women to, you know, want to be in the WNBA and be the best player that they can possibly be. And like I said, the WNBA was created in 1996. I think women's basketball can look completely different in 30 years. Now, hear me out. I'm not trying to say that women's basketball will ever probably be on the same level as men's basketball. But that's not what it's about. There is no reason to compare that. There's obviously genetic differences. For example, you're not going to compare Steph Curry and LeBron James, right? You're not going to compare Shaquille O'Neal and Allen Iverson because they won because for two reasons. They play different positions and they're two different body types. You know what I'm saying? But that doesn't, as if you're a fan of basketball, the game, you should always respect the game and what people are doing in their own gender and their own class. You know what I'm saying? And I don't think it's a bad thing for you know the women's game to be better and for more people to enjoy watching it now if you know if you got your heart broken at 15 or 16 year old and you just vindicate against women then that's a personal problem but i am a believer and i'm here to just try to you know kind of open it to the people that's listening um that the women's game is on the rise and Paige beckers is the first domino of it now if you look even look at sadly which, which was really sad for me, and especially the women's game, is like, you know, when Kobe's daughter died. She was 12 or 13 years old, but her game was advanced. You know, it was getting advanced. You know, she had the footwork down. She had the sh shot-creating skills. She was only like 12 to 13 years old. She was only 12 years old also. And the thing is, she wasn't the only one doing it. She had a whole team that was capable of doing what she's doing. Now, if you imagine Kobe's daughter, if she was a, got, a, got a chance to be 18, 19 years old and really, you know, live out her full life and career, she was going to be something special. Now, like, she, like I said, she's not the only one. Women are getting better and better. Paige Beckers is the first domino. You look at the way Paige dribbles the ball, handles the ball, it is different. <laughs> it, 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 it's different. She's definitely doing it at a high level, and like I said... You're going to probably see somebody become better than Paige Beckers. So we'll see how marketable she can become. Um, she's going to be a star for sure. I can't wait till she gets in the WNBA. And if you can get that, you know, that rivalry and um, stars in the WNBA, I think they can really have something going. And then they can expand the league because they only have 12 teams right now. Um, but I think it's definitely going to be on the rise. And I'm all for it. For real. I think we should all support it. Uh, I think we shouldn't have to keep comparing both of them. Obviously, women's game is different from the men's game. Just like European ball is different from American ball. You know what I'm saying? So, it's different. It's okay. In days basketball, we should be appreciating the sport of basketball. It's not like women are not playing it the right way. Alright? They just lack athletic ability. If that's all you care about, then, you know, you're a casual. Just say you're a casual. And it's okay to be a casual. But don't be a, a casual disrespecting the game of basketball. That's all I ask. So I think the women's game is, is on a very exciting trajectory. And we should see some more exciting stuff coming from it. And this tournament was a, first, was a domino. Paige Beckers, that's the first domino.
and it's going to happen quick. Mark my word on this. So, that's what I have to say about that. And I want to talk about the NBA. I just want to give you guys my title favorites, and I'll give you why. All right. Um, obviously, this is win healthy for each team. And there's no team that's dealing with the season injury, injury except for like the Nets with Spencer Dinwiddie. But as we know that you know Embiid is coming back, LeBron and AD is coming back, and yeah, that's pretty much as far as the title contenders. But mine's a little different. Now, my favorite for the fight title. I still stick where I, you know, what I said for a month or two ago. And I think the 76ers got it this year, especially if Embiid can just come back healthy. Because if Embiid is healthy, I don't know who the fuck is going to stop him. I really don't. And I think he has the best supporting cast when it comes to it. They have two defensive weapons that they can put on anybody. And that's Ben Simmons and Matisse Thibault. They have a complimentary player that can score in the mid-range and get tough shots. And that's Tobias Harris. Embiid. MVP level type player, but then they also have the shooters around them with Shake Milton, Seth Curry, Danny Green, a 3 and D, three-time champion, put some respect on his name. They have a three-time defensive player of the year coming off the bench when my boy MB needs a break, and that is Dwight Howard, who was an NBA champion last year, who was a very key part of that Lakers championship. They picked up a guy in George Hill who can be a very reliable floor general, and then they have young pieces um like Tyrese Maxey they also have freaking um Quartzmots who keeps making a lot of shots I think they and then they finally have the coaching in Doc Rivers who's going to put them in right position to succeed um when you look at their roster um it 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 reminds me a lot of that Celtics team I think and I think that's what Doc sees but um he's just being more aggressive offensively with the Kevin Garnett of their team aka Joel Embiid Tobias Harris gives me Paul Pierce vibes. Ron, um, ben Simmons is a 6'10 Rondo, in my opinion. And then you got a couple of Ray Allens. Now, obviously, they're both not as good as Ray Allen. Probably will never be as good as Ray Allen. But then you got you got um, the Danny Green, and then you got Seth Curry being able to hit threes at a high clip. Um, say what you want about Danny Green. That's a three-time champion. If he gets a championship this year, he has four with four different teams. So put some respect on his name. But, you know, it's just Laker fans that just disrespects him because... They vindicate him for missing one shot, um, you know, and even though that they still won the finals, they just will never forget that. But, you know, those are entitled and spoiled fans, and we already know how they go about their business. But I have the 76 as my favorite. Now, my second favorite, I have the Brooklyn Nets. I don't think anybody can guard Kyrie, KD, or James Harden at the same time. But my thing is, with when it comes to Brooklyn, I mean, when it comes to Philly, I don't think they have anybody that can stop and B, and I think 76ers got some defensive weapons for them. Um, but the Nets, if it's not the 76ers, it's for surely going to be the Nets. It all depends about how matchups go in the playoffs. My third favorite is the Clippers. I have the Clippers being a very strong favorite coming out the West. I have them coming out the West. Um, I think them adding Rondo, and when we see playoff Rondo, um, he's going to be able to put Kawhi and Paul George in their spots defensively that even makes them better over Lou Will because Rondo might not be the best ball on ball you know defender anymore but he has a credible feel for the game he's the smartest player in the NBA um, and he's gonna know what to do he's just a vet he's been in that position before and he's he's we already know what he can do in the playoffs 
Now I got the Lakers as the fourth favorite. I don't have them over the Clippers. They haven't shown me why they're more of a favorite than the Clippers. Yes, they went to the finals, but I haven't seen them beat the Clippers more than the Clippers have beat them. Uh, so I don't. I'm not going with this notion that the Lakers are just automatic favorites. Plus, they've been dealing with injuries. I don't think they hit full stride and played as a team together. This is a completely different team. Um, we're gonna see how Drummond fits in with them still. But it is LeBron and AD. Can't completely bet against them. But you know, I mean, we'll you know we'll see how we'll see how it goes. You know, we're gonna see how. I already know that they're not going to be playing at full 100%. There's no way that LeBron and AD is going to be 100%. They're definitely going to be at 80% playing in these playoffs. They're going to still feel that pain. It's going to happen. And I just don't think they have the same supporting cast. They, don't, they lost Rondo, they lost Dwight Howard, and they lost JaVale McGee. I think them missing out Rondo, having that guy come off the bench and real to really control things at a high level is going to hurt them a lot. So we're going to see what happens with them. Then I got the Jazz. I'm not sleeping on the Jazz. Um, I think I wouldn't be surprised if they do go to the finals. They just got in a fucking, almost got in a fucking plane crash. Their chemistry is going to be on 110%. They done just experienced a, a life-threatening, death-threatening death experience. And they're the best team in the NBA. They've been playing together for the past three years. They have the best, they're their top five offense, they're top five defense. They can just... Rudy Gobert might win Defensive Player of the Year again. And they hit a lot of threes at a high clip. Um, I like what the Jazz is doing. They got good coaching. It's just going to depend how they do versus the Clippers and Lakers, in my opinion. Then I got the Bucks. The Bucks is interesting. And the whole Eastern Conference is interesting because I have it like this. Look, I think the Bucks can beat Philly. But I don't think the Bucks can beat the Nets. But I don't think the Nets can beat Philly. So it, it really matters how the matchups go. Um... But with the Bucks, they're you know they're my sixth option. Um, them getting Drew Holiday really helped. We got to see what their plan is for the playoffs. But I wouldn't be surprised that they make a finals run. I don't have the Heat or the Suns making to the finals, nor do I have the Nuggets or the Blazers making to the finals. Um, I would be surprised if those teams make it, but it has to be one of the. In my opinion, is going to be one of those six teams that will be in the finals: the 76ers, Nets. Um, Bucks for the East or Clippers, Lakers, and Jazz. That's what I'm going with. Now, hopefully, I'm really hoping that the Kings can sneak their way in and have a playoff series with the Jazz or the Suns. Ooh, I would love to play the Suns in the first round. I, I think we can win two or three games in that series for, for, for sure. Um, but we have to get there first. We have to see how we do in the play-in. But this is exciting. I'm, it's been fun just cover this whole NBA season this you know, pretty much the pretty much the whole season so far, and yeah, it's it's been a roller coaster. Um, I'm really hoping that the Kings don't go <laughs> on a 10 game losing streak after winning five in a row. I'm really hoping if they can just get themselves a good W versus the Bucks, that can mean a lot. Um, but the Bucks is favorite. The Bucks is a really good team. Um, all I ask is just good competitive basketball. That's literally all I ask. That's whew, that's really all I ask. And if we can keep doing that, good things will come our way. So with that being said, I'm going to end it here. I got myself a new gym membership. Finna head to the gym, then do some laundry, then I got some work. And then I got work later. I've been working every single day. I got work every single day for like these next seven days. I don't have a day off. But I'm going to keep putting these podcasts for y'all. 
because y'all show love and support whoever is listening to this maybe nobody's listening to this but who cares you know i'm doing this for my own well-being and it's always appreciative when somebody does listen so with that being said i'm gone peace